Philippine party list lawmakers call for an investigation into alleged police brutality during Thursday's Black Nazarene procession. The U.S. Senate passes a resolution urging President Donald Trump to sanction Philippine officials behind the detention of Senator Laila de Lima. Meanwhile, the U.S. House of Representatives passes a measure limiting President Trump's ability to wage war on Iran. And the intelligence findings of Canada and Australia show a missile strike is the likely cause of Wednesday's deadly Ukrainian jet crash. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. The Black Nazarene procession in Manila ended on Thursday. Just after 16 hours, the revered image reached the Capo Church at around 9 in the evening, marking one of the fastest processions in recent years. Ron Gagalak reports. From the Quirino Grandstand to Ayala Boulevard, devotees of the Black Nazarene were surprised by the police cordon that was placed around the carriage. Some even missed the Nazarene because it was moving faster than expected. It left the Quirino Grandstand ahead of schedule. Police forces were pulling the carriage at a faster rate. Devotees assert they should be the ones pulling the carriage. Before it reached the Ayala Bridge, some of them tried to block the procession in an attempt to take over the carriage, but they failed. When the Black Nazarene image reached the foot of the bridge, hundreds of devotees tried to breach the police cordon and attempted to pull the Nazarene. This caused a scuffle between the devotees and the police. A few moments later, authorities were able to regain control and the Black Nazarene safely crossed the bridge. The chaos left 15-year-old Miko San Juan injured. Nagtulakan po sila ngayon po. Nakabitaw po ako sa kuya ko tapos natumba po ako. Bali na para siyang naapakan tapos na ano. Bali na kuyog po ako dun eh kasi nakatumba po ako. Pagtayo ko po medyo nahilo po ako saka masakit po yung ano ko. Yung ganito ko. At the corner of Ayala Bridge and Carlos Palanca Street, the police let go of the carriage, but the turnover was chaotic. The police vehicles in front of the Nazarene image were mobbed by devotees who have been waiting for hours to reach Christ's image. The policemen were helpless. It took more than half an hour before the carriage started moving again. Many fainted along the way. Some had difficulty breathing. Naipit lang po sa gitna. Tapos? Wala po kasing laba, wala po kasing labasan dyan sa gitna eh. Oh. Hindi po kayo makalala. Inantay po namin yung magpapano. Pinilit lang po makapunta dito. Many devotees criticized the police for wearing boots. Dapat nakapaa din sila para parehas. At the Quezon Bridge, some devotees were arrested for instigating chaos. Another was apprehended for throwing bottled water to authorities. Changes in this year's Black Nazarene procession drew mixed reactions. Ngayon, 
mas maganda kasi hindi ka naaabutin ng gabi, mas presko, mas mabilis. But for senior devotees, the Black Nazarene processions in recent years differ greatly from what they witnessed decades ago, when there was less of the physical struggles and people were more focused on prayers, a true testimony of faith to the Black Nazarene. Ron Gagalak, ABS-CBN News. Some lawmakers are condemning what they call police brutality during this year's Black Nazarene procession. Bayan Muna representatives Carlos Zarate and Euphemia Kulyamat are calling for a probe into the alleged excessive use of police force. Zarate in a statement said some photos showed cops strangling a devotee. He added a police official even attempted to cover up the incident by confiscating footage from a reporter. In other news, Malacanang is outraged over the killing of former Batangas representative Edgar Mendoza. Mendoza was found dead inside his vehicle in Quezon province, south of the capital, Manila. He was discovered along with two other victims who are believed to be his driver and his aide. All of their bodies were set on fire. Authorities say they will conduct a forensic examination to formally determine the identities of the victims. The former lawmaker left his home on Wednesday for a meeting in Calamba, Laguna. His family reported him missing when he failed to return home. Palace spokesman Salvador Panelo calls the killing an act of barbarism. He assures the victim's families the perpetrators of the crime will be pursued until they are sent behind bars. Philippine Justice Secretary Minardo Guevara has ordered the National Bureau of Investigation to assist the police in investigating the crime. Mendoza served as congressman from 1998 until 2001. Despite criticizing Vice President Lenny Robredo's report on the Duterte administration's drug war, the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency is willing to act on some of the vice president's recommendations. PIDEA spokesman Derek Carreon says Director General Aaron Aquino has already instructed agencies under the Interagency Committee on Anti-Illegal Drugs, or ICAD, to see which of Robredo's recommendations are actionable. Some of the vice president's recommendations include scrapping the controversial Oplan Tokang program and allowing civil society groups and local government units to become part of the ICAD. Our director general, in fact, <coughs> after reading all these reports uh, submitted by the honorable vice president, tasked the different clusters of the ICAD to take note of all these observations and eventually submit a report of action taken on this in the next ICAD meeting. And he gave this instruction before the end of 2019. So in the next ICAD meeting, probably by next month or not later than March, he's expecting results or reports from the clusters concerned on these recommendations. The DG wants that such recommendations, if applicable or plausible, be implemented or acted upon. Hindi naman po namin kung may kailangan if there are points of improvement to the campaign, we are definitely open to such recommendations. Detained Philippine Senator Laila de Lima gets another show of support from U.S. lawmakers. The U.S. Senate passed a resolution urging President Donald Trump to impose sanctions on Philippine officials behind de Lima's detention. Resolution 142 calls for de Lima's immediate release. It also calls on the Duterte administration to drop all the charges against the media outfit Rappler and its journalist CEO Maria Reza. The bipartisan resolution was passed shortly after U.S. Senator Richard Durbin's speech on Wednesday, where he insisted 
insisted the Lima was arrested on dubious charges for being critical of the Duterte government's drug war. In a statement, Durbin and four other senators lauded the resolution's passage. One of them, Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn, said American lawmakers expect to see real change to the current practices of the Duterte government. A separate and similar resolution is meanwhile pending before the U.S. Congress. Here at home, Philippine Senate President Vicente Soto III thinks the U.S. senators are misinformed about the Lima's case. Soto also alleged the American senators violated their own laws when they passed a resolution seeking sanctions against the Lima's jailers. Soto reminded the American senators that the U.S. Constitution prohibits the bill of a tender. That's a legislative act declaring the guilt of a person and punishing him, often without a trial. However, the newly passed resolution is not binding as a law and does not punish anyone. It only expresses the position of the U.S. Senate. Meanwhile, Manila's Justice Secretary Minardo Guevara calls the U.S. Senate resolution an affront and an utter, an utter disrespect for the legal and judicial process of the Philippines. He wants a resolution raises an issue that is much bigger than the personalities involved, but he also believes the U.S. State Department, which is tasked to implement the sanctions, will exercise prudence. The U.S. House of Representatives passes a resolution clipping American President Donald Trump's war powers in relation to the conflict in Iran. Last week, Trump ordered a drone strike that led to the death of a top Iranian commander. Tehran later retaliated with an attack of its own, launching missiles in Iraqi bases, housing American forces. Democrats called Trump's actions reckless, while Republicans described the resolution as an empty political gesture. In the end, the vote was 224 to 194 in favor of the measure. Today, to honor our duty to keep the American people safe, that is our first responsibility to protect and defend. We must keep the American people safe. The House will pass a war powers resolution to limit the president's military actions regarding Iran. Congress is reassuring our long-established oversight responsibilities as we mandate that if no further congressional action is taken, the administration's military hostilities with regard to Iran must end. I'd actually like to hear a Democrat speak to the 600 Gold Star families the Soleimani killed. I'd like to hear them defend that. I'd like to be here to defend Iran and their actions of burning an embassy, of killing an American of killing thousands of civilians, even in their own country. But they're going to take our time today with something that means nothing. But yes, they will run to the mics. The resolution now moves to the Senate, which is controlled by Trump's Republican Party. Under the War Powers Act, the House and Senate can pass a resolution to force the withdrawal of troops engaged in a foreign conflict without Congress's consent. American officials believe the Ukrainian jetliner that crashed last Wednesday, killing all 176 people on board, was likely brought down by an Iranian anti-craft missile and not a mechanical issue. U.S. satellites allegedly detected the launch of two missiles shortly before the plane crashed. 
Meanwhile, intelligence findings of Canada and Australia also point to a possible missile strike as the likely cause of the Ukrainian jet crash. The Prime Ministers of Canada and Australia are now calling for a more thorough investigation to determine if the missile strike was intentional or not. We have intelligence from multiple sources, including our allies and our own intelligence. The evidence indicates that the plane was shot down by an Iranian surface-to-air missile. This may well have been unintentional. This new information reinforces the need for a thorough investigation into this matter. Canada is working with its allies to ensure that a thorough and credible investigation is conducted to determine the causes of this fatal crash. I can confirm, as I have on radio interviews this morning, uh, that Australia has uh, received similar intelligence to that which has been uh, spoken to uh, by both the Prime Minister of Canada and from out of the United States. Uh, this underscores uh, the terrible nature of these events. Uh, all of that intelligence as presented to us today does not suggest an intentional act, and, uh, and that is uh, the basis of the information that is uh, uh, supported the comments I've made today. Meanwhile, Iran is challenging the findings of international intelligence that the Ukrainian airliner was downed by one of its missiles. In a statement, the Iranian government urged Canada to share its sources and information. Tehran also invited U.S. plane maker Boeing to participate in the investigation or in the investigation into the crash. Iran is prepared to allow experts from other countries to help in the inquiry. The ill-fated plane was carrying passengers from Iran, Ukraine, Sweden, Afghanistan, Germany, Britain and Canada. Several local celebrities are among the millions of Filipinos who turned out in Quiapo to show their devotion to the Black Nazarene. ABS-CBN superstar Coco Martin, a known devotee even before his showbiz fame, joined a mass at the Quiapo Church just hours before the procession. Actor Makoy de Leon, meanwhile, kept the faith alive by again joining the actual procession this year. As for Angeline Quinto, she too attempted to touch the image at the procession, as she did in the past years. The singer, who began her devotion as an eight-year-old child, said this year she's praying for her mother's good health. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Camila Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.